Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 146 of Caffeinated Yogi Talks. I recently hit a goal that I have set for a very long time, and that is to squat 200 pounds. So today, I'm going to talk you through how I got there. You might not have any idea of what I just said. Like, maybe that just sounded like a different language. How does one squat 200 pounds? What does that mean? If you are interested in moving your body in the gym, I still encourage you to listen to today's episode because maybe it'll just spark that bit of inspiration that you need, or it'll challenge you to kind of picture the things that I'm talking about, and maybe it will intrigue you to also put your hands on a barbell in the near future. So no matter if you are a lifting regular or if you are new to the movement, uh, today's episode is for you. So please go grab yourself a nice warm yummy cup of coffee and let's dive in. Hey there and welcome to Caffeinated Yogi Talks. I am your host Danielle Talley. In this lovely corner of the internet, we will talk about all things movement, from strength training to mobility and yoga. We'll dabble into mindset a little bit. We will most definitely talk about nutrition and, of course, this crazy thing called life. So if any of those topics just made you smile, throw on your headphones, grab yourself a nice, warm, yummy cup of coffee or tea if that's your fancy, and let's get chatting. If I'm going to talk about lifting some heavy ass weight, I think it is more than appropriate to mention one of the sponsors for today's episode that is revolved around protein. Shike Protein is a company that I always like to say is so on brand for me. They are a coffee-based protein company. Their sugar count is really low, you do get some espresso mixed into the powder, and their flavors are freaking amazing. You get 20 grams of protein per serving. I would say 99% of their flavors are like 5 grams of fat or less. So lots of yays uh, if you are a macro-checking human. Um, I highly recommend that you check them out. If you have any questions about flavors or anything, send me a message at the Caffeinated Yogi Company or at Caffeinated Yogi Talks. And you can always save by using the code TCY. That is also going to help you uh, support the show. So first off, as I talk about, yay, hitting a 200-pound back squat, there are two things that I want to mention before I dive into anything. And one is that it takes years, plural, years, to build strength. Another is that mass moves mass. So I still, to this day, I have now been actively lifting for, um, math is hard, I guess about a decade. And in the beginning, for the first, like, four years of that, I would say, I was very inconsistent. Like, I would do it maybe once a week. I was very, very, very lightweight. Um, uh, it was just not, not part of my routine. It wasn't something that I valued. It wasn't something that brought me joy. So I just didn't do it that much. Um, and... That means that I have probably been really consistent with lifting for, let's say, five to seven or eight years, somewhere around there. 
And um, that is really not that long, in all honesty. I see people that are older than me, and whenever I ask them how long have they been lifting, if they are, let's say, you know, squatting my size, number one, let me say that, my size, and they're squatting, let's say, close to 100 pounds more than me. Um, one of two things. One is that uh, they consume probably double the amount that I eat. Uh, and two is that they have been consistently lifting for a long period of time or even just the way that they moved their body. For me, whenever I was younger in things like high school, my main form of movement was dance. And in dance, you focus on being, you know, kind of the the leanest, the smallest, uh, especially back then. Uh, doing something like joining the lifting team, that was actually really frowned upon. You didn't want to put on muscle mass. So even if for those that had experience of it in something like high school, I was also not exposed to it then. So first is that it really does take years to build strength. And if you are new in this journey, you might be two years in and you're getting frustrated. Dude, two years is a, is a little speck. <laughs> Keep going. You got this. Uh, don't be defeated. Uh, and uh, believe in yourself. Let it take time and learn to love that process. Learn to love that this is a thing that can literally be with you for a lifetime. The second is that mass moves mass. And I kind of mentioned that a moment ago, but I weigh about 125 pounds, give or take a few. That's, that's my number, 125. If you are a human that weighs 185 pounds, you literally have the ability to move more mass than I do. Mass moves mass. Think of it like if I was to ask a five-year-old to pick up something that weighs 150 pounds. Now, this might be one strong little motherfucker, but they, they're only so big. <laughs> like they, they, they can only do so much with their body. And I, 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 a lot of people hate whenever you look at it that way, but it's true. And this is where the real technique and um, the true, uh, I think, discipline and the round of applause somebody deserves whenever they do something that is just like absurd for their body type. Um, for example, I mean, yes, I weigh 125. I just squatted 200 pounds. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of people that can squat way more than me at my weight. But man, you talk about a girl that weighs 125 and she squats 300. That's fucking impressive. Like, that's super dope. So it's just a friendly reminder. Mass moves mass. I do not mean that to be rude to any form of a body. It is just a plain fact mass moves mass. So I want you to be aware of those two things before we continue on into what did I do? So it is important for me to note that this is what I did and I didn't necessarily have to do it this way, I think, in order to develop um, the, the results. So I squatted twice a week for about five and a half months. Now, the reason why I say I don't think I needed to do it that in that way is there was a time when I did um I, I was at the end of what I would have considered my cycle and I just went kind of straight into a new cycle I didn't test um so take that with a grain of salt and also there is a break of time I was I was working with this squatting two days a week for about five and a half months of active movement so there was a time in February whenever my husband and I traveled and for two weeks and I probably didn't squat for like three weeks during that time span so if we want to talk about the actual time of me like 
like when it started, it would be closer to like six to six and a half months. I hope that that all makes sense. But I committed to squatting uh, for two days a week for a good hot second. And I wrote my own cycle as opposed to following basically another squat cycle. And also as opposed to me just building strength in a very slow kind of process. And I'm going to talk about two things that I've done before, which would be different. So when I was letting CrossFit be my main route of strength training, I saw very small amounts of strength gains occur gradually over time. And this was throughout all of my lifts. Now, to be honest, I'm still seeing that, by the way. It's not that I'm not doing that. I'm still getting that nice, slow, steady progression. So I think that what I do now and what I did in CrossFit, those things are similar. Um, But, and whenever I say what I do now, what I do now on my other days of training, not on my, like, I'm squatting these two days for sure. Um, But the one thing that I did see with CrossFit and the main reason why I started to pull away is because I just, I I saw a lot of flaws in the long-term stability of CrossFit. Um, I I see a lot of it being not the safest for the longest period of time. Now, please, as soon as I know that there's going to be CrossFit hating people and then be like, yep, she said it's not safe. No, it's not that. (laughs) I I think as long as you modify it correctly, then you're more than okay. I'm going to assume if you're listening to this that you are not a paid CrossFit athlete. And the amount of times that I see people do the same exact workout, not modifying it at all, compared to somebody who works out for their job. They work out as like a nine to five. That is literally their job. Um, And I see people doing things the exact same way and not modifying them at all. That's where I view some unsafe kind of uh, um, uh, things. And uh, there were some other things that kind of pulled me away from CrossFit, but that, that was that was the main one. Um, the other thing that I have done over time is I followed other squat programs. So I have not followed my own cycle until this year. And with other squat programs that you follow, I've done Smolov and Hatch and um, I think another one, but I can't uh, put my my thoughts on it right now. But um, they're they're real they're real time consuming. <laughs> And your girl just don't have, I just don't have time for that no more. I'm just being honest. I do not have time for that no more. And, uh, and I don't really want, I guess I could devote um, the enough, enough amount of time, but I don't want to be just squatting. So what I mean by it consumes a lot of time. You're squatting probably three to four times a week. And the volume that you're at is going to be like your hour ish in the gym is just you moving through squats. So, I, again, squatted two times a week for, let's just say, six months. And um, what I did was I worked through a little bit lighter percentages than what you will see throughout other squat programs. And I focused a lot on time and also on increasing my sets in ways that are kind of unfamiliar, I would say, in the lifting world. So here's one example. A 10 by 3, that is a common rep scheme. And what I mean by that, that is you have 10 rounds and 3 reps. I did have days when I programmed myself 10 rounds and 3 reps and it was under a specific time domain. I was also very strict 
on all of my working sets before getting to my working weight. So let's say that I had a 10 by 3 at 170 pounds. I did a lot of, I did my regular warm-up, which, uh, warm-up, if you don't warm-up, please. Dynamic warm-up, don't just sit in a stretch. So I did my warm-up, let's say that took about 10 minutes. I then still used my hip circle band, which I used that in my warm-up uh, to really get in my hips and get them moving and grooving right. I would keep my hip circle band on as I moved through, let's say, squats at uh, just the empty bar, which I normally use the 45-pound bar. So I did, let's say, a set of five with the empty bar, still keeping the hip circle band on. And what I mean by that is it's this thicker blue band that you put above your knees, and it helps to kind of, uh, number one, get your hips, your glutes working, um, and number two, to track the pattern of your knees. So I would keep that on. I would do a set with empty bar, so 45 pounds. I would then probably do another set at... um, 65, 95, and then maybe 115. And I would do all of those with the hip circle band on. Then I would do a few warm-up sets uh, without the band on, and I would probably do a lot of core activation between things like wall dead bugs. I would mix as I would do, let's say, a set at 135 and then 155. I would do some wall dead bugs in between those. Once I was then ready to start my working weight of 170, I would set a clock and I progressed this over time. So this was, I think, the time frame that I did as my last route or my last set of a 10 by 3 was something like a minute and 15 seconds. So every minute and 15 seconds, I had to complete three back squats at 170 pounds and I rested the remaining time. Um, So I definitely worked a lot more of time under tension. The other way that I kind of switched up my my programming some, I'll use the example of an 8x4. That is a pretty common rep scheme that I'm sure you would see in different squat programs. I would instead do something like a 6x4, and then I would do a 1x8, and all that would be at the same weight. So let's say I had 6 rounds, 4 reps, programmed at 155 pounds. I was probably probably also doing those with some form of a time domain. Let's say every two minutes I was completing those. And then after that sixth round, going into the seventh, I would do one full set all at um, the same weight, and I would do eight reps instead of four. So I'd keep the weight on the bar exactly the same, but I would then double my reps up for that last set. And I did a lot of different kind of just tweaking, like looking at where have people found success elsewhere and how can I change this to make it something that is, number one, um, more feasible if I am not, uh, if time is not in my favor. Because that was one thing whenever I opened the studio, I opened in November of 2021. I own a yoga studio. Sorry, I'm having so much difficulty talking, I feel like. I own a yoga studio in Norfolk, Virginia. Whenever I opened the yoga studio, I found that readjusting my schedule to find time for my own fitness and wellness journey was a challenge. So I have truly enjoyed, like I like knowing that for me it's either uh, Thursdays and Saturdays or Fridays and Sundays that I am squatting, period. I do that no matter what, it happens. If for some reason I know that it's not going to happen, I change that schedule to be Wednesday and Friday. 
or uh, to be Saturday and Monday or something like that. But I tried my hardest to not take that much wiggle room. And I really recommend that you do the same. Yes, I knew that at times it was inevitable. I I had to do it on a different day, so I would adjust. But I would adjust just by switching everything over by one day. If you're constantly flexible, where you're like, ah, you know what, I can't do it on Thursday, I'm going to do it on Friday. Nah, I can't do it on Friday, let's do it on Saturday. That's whenever you're going to you're going to get yourself into a rut very quickly. So try to be strict on that. And I found that moving lighter weight with a little bit more of a strict either time domain or maybe a higher rep scheme, it was something that I was able to build confidence under the bar without spending a crazy amount of time like let's say five to seven hours a week just on moving through squats. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, by the way. I am just saying that I, number one, don't have the time to do that. And number two, I I found in the past that there were days whenever I really didn't want to do that. I literally did not have one day during this cycle that I went through that I was, um, you know, annoyed with the process. I enjoyed it. I I liked seeing my small progressions of weight and my adjustments of time and how the rep scheme was going to change and looking back at my notes to be like, all right, Danielle, you fucking did this last week at five pounds less. Now you have this, this and this. And like, I just, I liked it. It it made sense to me. It, um, it gave me that little fire, that little boost. And, uh, guess what? I'm going to fucking do it again. Because whenever I did squat 200 pounds, I was a little disappointed, in all honesty. Now, there were a lot of things that were going against me, and I'm not trying to uh, um, make excuses by any means. The first thing that went against me was my mind was not there, and that is huge. My mindset was just like, oh my god, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this, which is not okay. It is very hard to complete lifts whenever you're telling yourself that you can't do something. It's hard to do anything whenever you're telling yourself that you can't do it. So if that's you right now, no matter what your task is at hand, let that shit fucking go. Second thing, and this is just me being picky. I was tired. I was just getting off my period. I probably didn't eat enough. Like there was a lot of other small things if I really want to look at it that were not necessarily working in my favor. However, I did 200. My husband was there and he was like, all right, you got 205, like easy. I was like, well, nope, I'm done. I'm done. I don't even want to try anymore. I just kind of felt a little defeated. The bar felt really heavy. So I now know too, as I go into this next cycle, one thing that I really enjoyed, I did it a long time ago, was um, just being more comfortable with putting the weight on my back. And sorry if you are listening and you don't know what I mean by a back squat. That means that the barbell is located on your back. Um, I, I would put more weight than what I've ever squatted. So let's say 250 pounds. I would put that on and just hold it on my back. Um, building that core stability and also just building the that, that familiar feel of what the weight is. So it's not that everything is completely foreign to you. Um, But yeah, that's kind of what my journey looked like. Um, uh, The rest of my training has been just as if I was not going through a squat cycle. So before in the past, whenever I was following uh, squat cycles before, 
I would have to, or I would recommend anybody to adjust their other workouts accordingly. So if it was a really heavy squat week and I had to squat four days that week, I wouldn't do a workout with squat cleans. I would instead do power cleans. I was still using my legs, but I was just being cautious of how often I was putting a heavy load to my body moving through the squat motion. And now with this uh, cycle that I created, um, I know that I gave two examples that you might find as common rep schemes, but not all of them were as such. As I moved through my own cycle, I found that I felt more than comfortable still moving through squats in other workouts without a problem. I never had a day of pain, knock on wood. In the past, whenever I've moved through squat cycles, I had days where my low back, my SI joint, uh, my hip flexors, they were really not happy with me. And I really didn't have a single day with that. And I think that that's kind of one of my points with CrossFit. And um, again, I do think that you can do it in a smart way. I think you can modify it to a way that is good and healthy for you. But I do think that a lot of people lack that. And I personally really like my just, um, I call it my mindful strength gains. Um, uh, but the programming that, uh, that I provide via TCY coaching, I, I write my own programming. I do still do some CrossFit workouts with my husband, normally as partner workouts. And that's probably like once to maybe twice a month. So very, very little. But I also program things that would look like a Metcon, by the way. Let's not get that twisted. Um, if anything, it's sometimes the time or the rep or the weight is probably the thing that looks a little different. I might even just really scale things as compared to what you would see in the CrossFit world. For example, I recently did a workout that was 35 double unders, 25 Russian kettlebell swings, and two power cleans at body weight. Um, in CrossFit, that would definitely be something like 75 to 100 double unders. Um, it would probably be American kettlebell swings, and I would guess closer to 15 reps instead of 25. And the power cleans would probably be more like five reps. And I was just looking at it like, I want to get my heart rate going. I don't want to feel like death. I want to build the sustainability. I don't want to go to, oh my gosh, I'm dying, I can't move. And um, yeah, so if you're looking to also move without dying. Uh, maybe you're looking to build some squat strength. I would love to uh, program you through the uh, um, squat cycle that I moved through myself. You can see everything in my coaching-like world via the Caffeinated Yogi. That is my website. You can see that in the show notes. If you have any questions when it comes to squatting, what I did, um, anything like that, let's please take this off of the podcast, aka take this off of me just blabbing in your headphones. You can reach me at the Caffeinated Yogi Company or at Caffeinated Yogi Talks in the show notes. That's really all I got for you today, besides a friendly reminder that everybody should squat. Now, I don't care if you back squat, if you front squat, if you air squat, if you squat to a box, it doesn't matter. But if you want to shit for the rest of your life, if you want to be able to use the toilet, if you want to move your body in a functional, good fashion, um, squat, 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 squat. <laughs> so thank you for tuning in. And until next Tuesday, my lovelies, namaste and slave the thing. <laughs>